Welcome to the Podcast Kings. Tonight, we are going to be talking about the NFL vaccination policy. Casey's thoughts on being. All right, guys, let's get started. Yusuf Madison, you know what? Same. It feels weird. We go, we're jump, we're, bu- we're back and forth. We're going, we're going four members. We're going three members. We're going two members. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Would you do a solo if no one showed up? Would you do a solo? Okay, so I was thinking about it. You know those guys on 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 the internet that have those um, they're like vloggers, professional vloggers. Essentially, they're just like talking. Like if I was just talking to a camera like this the entire day, I would be very weirded out because I need something to play off of. I don't know how people are just having entire conversations. That's like a mental health thing to me. How do you how are you guys doing that? That's absolutely unbelievable. No, it's definitely um, it's a skill, right? Like these. The the vloggers that are good, the way they talk to the camera is like they're talking to an actual person, and I don't know exactly. how they do it. It's like, it's it takes a lot of practice. You you gotta probably- think about, you gotta think about. You know, actually, hold on one second, because you're thinking about the way that you want the uh, the the vlog to go. The narrative to be pushed behind the vlog is something that you're building in that as well. And that's the genius behind it. You've got to be yeah. really, yeah, yeah, the, really the on your game. Like, you gotta think that. about the visuals. You gotta think about all this, and then like. You, you take a break, you talk to the camera about, hey, this is whatever that's happening. Hey, we went here and then this happened, whatever, right? Like, it's, it's uh, the people that do it well, it's something that, you know, never gets old. Because it's like, you know, you can, you can sit and talk to a friend and they can tell you a story. And that's, not, that's something that doesn't get old. It's, I think it's human nature where mm. we like good stories, right? So, right. Um, personally, right now, I think the... I'm not actually following any American vloggers nowadays, but I think Irfan Janejo, Hamza Ibrahim, Pakistani mm-hmm. vloggers, these guys are super talented and super, like these guys know how to talk to the camera and bring you in on the story, right? They have, right. The, so the last vlog Hamza Ibrahim did, he literally, it's a sponsorship deal he got with a phone company. And so what he does is like, he starts off the vlog, he's like, uh, it has a picture of a sunset and he's also like a poet. So like he throws in a little bit of poetry there, whatever. Then he's like, okay. Uh, and you see the sunset from his balcony. Right. And he's, just, he asks a question. He's like, do you think there's a better sunset somewhere in the world? Right. And then he's like, I think so. And then he essentially goes on this journey where he goes to find the perfect sunset. And in the journey, like here's one thing that you have to understand. I think people that are starting vlogs, uh, and people that are trying to tell stories online, even in person, I think one thing you have to understand, the basic story block of a story, hold on, the basic building block of a story, not a story block, but um, the basic building block of a story is this concept that you have an intention of the character and then there's an obstacle. If you don't have these two pieces, then you don't have a good story. And and I think everyone understands this because you see people that post their vlogs of their trips and it's just super boring i'm sure you've seen it yusuf we're like it's like they I, just have a bunch I, of nice i get shots. what you're saying i get what you're saying because there there is something i'm just like oh okay that's very nice and i'm like i i really probably <laughs> won't remember it or come back and look at it again unless there was something right. that stood out to me the way that they filmed the way that they edited the music that they use that's the sort of stuff that stands out to me if that wasn't an option then i would never ever come back Right. Yeah, Number two, even, though, 
hold on. Even then, you can like, tell I a think... good. You could tell a good abstract story. Like if you were just speaking to the mic and you were just having like very introspective thoughts, very profound thoughts that that resonated with people, then I think people would want to come back and people would consider that to be a good story. No, no. Without there being like said, any sort of obstacle. What to I overcome. would challenge you there is that in that second scenario that you just brought up, I would say intention and obstacle is there, right? Like if you're introspecting and you're seeing how you're growing, like that is a part of, you know, you know, you can break it down and find the intentional obstacle there. But like, if you you're look presenting at like this, this... the, you're, but you're presenting that to like the audience, right? That's different from like, actually like making that a point of the story. Do you understand no, no, the difference no. what I'm saying? No, I don't. But what I'm getting at is like, <laughs> is like here, my point is simply this, that if you want to tell a good story, the character has to have a goal and the audience needs to understand that goal. Right. I feel that and then part. from mm -hmm. there. They have to have some obstacles that happen. And this is you, you watch any movie, read any kind of story that's kind of been uh, spread like this is pretty much universal. Like in all stories, you can see this, right? Like Batman, he, you know, he starts off, he wants to avenge his parents death or whatever. Then he has obstacles. He has to go through all this training. Uh, you know, he has to go through all this struggle to get to the point where he's graduating. Then he has a moral dilemma. You know what I mean? Like there's these right. things that he faces over and over again. And then that's how he grows as a character. So same thing here, right? Like you take something simple and, and vloggers have to do this at the minute level. Like you don't have two hours to tell a story. So he had, right. hey, can I get a better um, sunset? And so in, in here, what he did and like he made it seem like all this stuff happened, but I would, I'm willing to bet that he actually, all the stuff was staged. So first what happened is his camera battery died Okay, so that's the first obstacle. He's going to get a better sunset. Now, if you don't have a camera, how are you going to capture that, right? And so he's telling the camera, hey, this is what happened. And of course, he staged that because he's selling the product of a phone, which has a camera. So he wants to make sure the audience knows that the camera can do his job. Like that, that aside, next thing that happens is a car breaks down and they have to get bikes. They have to, you know, talk some guy into selling bikes or letting him borrow bikes for a night. And then they finally get to the uh the sunset they get to a beach it's a nice sunset but like the journey and you're you're watching the whole thing because you want the character to get to the goal and this is like really like if you break down to the movies and, and the stories that you don't get into i'm willing to bet probably nine times out of ten it's because you don't understand what the character's after or right. the character doesn't have enough difficulty that's coming at him or her uh, and it's just like okay he's just getting because he at wants. that like, point I get what you're saying. It, it loses the attention of the audience, and there's exactly. no and, there, and there's probably no grandeur behind it as well. Like the only other story that I would really say is kind of like that. Well, not even really. Like uh, the Wolf of Wall Street is just kind of a movie of this guy basically doing whatever he wants, right? The only real like battle I think that is there is him against like this loosely like because the the movie is mainly about like hey look at how like lavish his lifestyle was and and the there wasn't really an obstacle there that he had to overcome there wasn't a hurdle that he overcome or he overcame and at the end of the movie they just kind of said hey he took all that sort of stuff that happened to him and he after he got caught he came back and he's still doing his thing he's he's still out there there was just something that was crazy unique that happened at some point no longer is happening right now but um that i yeah, think that so was one of the I think do you yeah, disagree? A, I, I okay. disagree in that. I, I agree in that overall, the intention and obstacle doesn't stay the same. But I right. here's what I'll 
I, I, I think in biopics, it's a little bit different because at different points in your life, you have different things you're chasing and different things that you mm -hmm. are after in life. And that's just how life is, right? And so right. what I would say is that when the movie starts, he wants to be rich. I think everyone can relate uh -huh. to that. And he works yeah. his butt off. He does what he he does what he has to do, right? Like what he right. thinks he has to do. And so he does, you know, mm -hmm. some shady stuff, but his intention is to be ultra rich. Like these guys that are sitting like the Matthew McConaughey that's sitting. Yeah. You know they I mean? show up. Yeah. He wants, all yeah, those he wants guys to be are... like that. And that's his intention. He has those ideals. Yep. And then the obstacles he faces is if he wants to maintain that life and he wants to maintain that rich, lavish uh, lifestyle he has, he has to deal with the SEC he has to deal with like FBI, all the stuff like looking into him and, and all mm. this, his, his marriage falling apart and going to jail and all that mm. stuff. So um, I, I, I think it's there. Um, I, I do think it like at the end I of the movie saying. kind of changes. But, very loosely. Yeah. yeah, very loosely it is there. But they but they, they kind of like um, they kind of make it like oh, what's the word that I'm looking for here? But they kind of uh, romanticize all the the issues the obstacles that he's about to about to uh, 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 like you know get to because they they don't want you to think that oh yeah he's going to get caught they want you to know that like okay at this point like he's yeah, going you know to get he's out of it get caught at some point you're like you you, yeah. you watch the movie something's gonna, you you <laughs> understand, yeah there's something that, that's not a lifestyle that's going to be kept up so uh, I just switching kind of pivoting a little bit yeah. uh, David Dobrik are you familiar with him yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I don't follow him, but I am familiar with. David have David. you watched a few of his logs? At least I've only I, watched like four or five of his logs, like overall. I have not seen any of his vlogs, but I follow. So I follow Colin and Samir pretty closely, and they they follow and they comment they are on. Okay. So so Colin and Samir, for the audience that's not familiar with, they comment a lot about um, creators and what's happening in the creator economy, and they take like they they essentially have like a branding deep dive podcast where they just focus on YouTube creators, TikTok creators, and what's actually happening and what are the trends and that kind of thing. So they talk about Dobrik here and there and what lessons we can take. So I don't follow Dobrik. Uh, it's not my cup of tea, but uh, I'm familiar with the type of work he does and um, his appeal, I would say. Yeah, so I feel like I feel like uh, uh, what you're saying about, like, like, I think that he's a genius in presenting that, like, that obstacle that he has to overcome because like, it's like literally within the first 10 seconds, it's just like, okay guys. And then like he immediately, like, this is what I'm trying to do. It's going to take me four minutes and 20 seconds. I think that's his stick four minutes and 20 seconds for yeah, video. Yeah. Um, that's it. Nothing longer. It's going to take me four minutes and 20 seconds to get you all this information. Stay tuned. I'm going to release another one the next day. Yada, yada, yada. But I think like his team is a little posse that he created also contributed in that. And that like, they helped him plan and stage a lot of the stuff that happened. In fact, um, they e they were even putting out negative press about their their crew, their their vlogging style on their own, in order to maintain that like sort of a connection to like the uh, the I think the 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 gen the general population, right? Mm -hmm. They never wanted to not be in the spotlight, so they they're really they're really intelligent in the way that they approach their marketing. But the other side to it is that like their their problems are just so minuscule. It's like I don't really understand what the appeal with David Dobrik is because he never did stuff that like made me laugh, and he and so, everything that he would talk about just never seemed to resonate with me. It never never gained my interest ever. So I have just one comment on what you just said, and then I, um, I have a question for you. So the okay. comment is that uh, how Colin Samir kind of explained this phenomenon phenomenon uh, of David Dobrik and exactly what you <laughs> You said it wrong both times. One more time. 
phenomena. <laughs> there it is. Uh, how they explain it is that essentially, or this is their theory or their take on it, is like David Dobrik is a Seinfeld of today. What, what do you what do you feel about that? I know. Have you seen Seinfeld? Seinfeld the show. Seinfeld the show. Yes. Okay, so Seinfeld the show. The Seinfeld the is, show was a show about nothing. Right, and that right. was a whole thing, right? And so their argument is that David Dobrik's vlogs are that for this generation. But Seinfeld's show about nothing appealed to, like, the in- entirety of America. Like, he's a, he's a global phenomenon, right? At, at, and, and to build that over 22 minutes in a, uh, an episode, 22 times a year for nine years, right? And then you go out on on top right you say okay enough is enough that's on that's me I'm, I'm okay with it that has to do more with your ability to connect with your audience consistently and uniquely every single time i don't think there's like a seinfeld episode that really that really was the same like you know how like there's some repeat episodes you're like oh that's it kind of connects to like a, a former episode even david dobrik he does like kind of repeat vlogs and he'd be like oh yeah remember no, when no, we no. did this so, uh, yeah I, I see where you're going with this i don't mean it in that sense but like okay like okay sure i mean just a quantity of content that they're producing i don't think it's possible for dobrik to um not maintain that level of but but i mean in terms of like the approach and and the the substance of the content and not just that but the i mean you you mentioned like broad appeal i would argue that david dobrik is probably the only maybe not the only youtuber now but the first YouTuber to break into the mainstream Hollywood bubble, right? Where he's showing up on talk shows and he's doing all the stuff that Hollywood people do. And Whereas befriending YouTubers them and have generally not well, been yeah. in that space. Yeah. Right. So I think it's an interesting conversation. Uh, what I wanted to ask you actually was how the heck did we get here? Like, what were, <laughs> what were we even talking about? <laughs> We were talking about about like you know whether or not I could go solo and just do a podcast on my own. Oh, okay. And and I don't and I let's, and I don't think that I can. And then let's, yeah, let's close this thread and then yeah. let's get into the first topic. So. so just to answer your question, I cannot do a solo one. I could probably just have like an explainer episode, uh, but definitely not a solo vlog type no, no, scenario. No, no, no. Here's the reason I brought up the intention obstacle thing is that if you mm. understand intention obstacle, you should be able to do a solo podcast, right? Like. You should be able to create some tension and create some release points for the audience so that mm-hmm. uh, it's in- engaging for them the whole time. You know, you have a joke here or there and then uh, or you just talk about whatever and it doesn't necessarily have to be good. <laughs> I mean, I think you can do I th- it. I, I, I think I'm an engaging person overall, but I think as far as quality goes, when it's just yourself, I can get away with showing up here and like really not preparing for anything. If I show up on my own, it's and 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 and. I, I actually put a, a ton of work into it. I wouldn't be able to do it as frequently. I think it would take me a few weeks to even write an episode and then be happy enough with it to record it. Uh, that being said, we can close it out. Um, move on to our first topic of the day, the NFL Hall of Fame game. Chima, I know you're not big on sports outside of F1. I promise you we'll get to F1 today as well. Um, dude... I, we have football for the first time in however many months is February, right? So what are we at? Like month number like eight right now? Yeah, last six months. We haven't had any football, any professional mm-hmm. football. Now this kicks off six to seven months of football. 
um, constant football every you, Thursday, every Monday, every, I'm gonna every Sunday here. from here on out. I'm going to cut you off. Did you bring this up because you want to plug your fantasy football podcast? I was going to get there. <laughs> I was going to get there. <laughs> is that live or is uh, we, that still in the works? Uh, no, we, so we've recorded episodes. Uh, we're going to be um, uploading them, I think, on a more like uh, like as soon as as the fantasy season becomes relevant on a on a on a schedule that we've predetermined. So um, just a bunch of episodes you know that are called? dedicated. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. That's called it's called the Co Commissioners Podcast. Me and my friend Nadim Nizamuddin from Chicago. Um, he's already been in that space. He had a podcast called Twenty Three is the Mic. Now he's hopping on with me, and we're doing CCP. Uh, we're doing a podcast which uh, where most of the league members from our fantasy league are going to be on that podcast. Uh, we contribute weekly. Um, we'll have a few half-hour shows uh, where we just talk about the state of the league, what's going on. We'll talk about football, and uh, we move on just because it's one of our, our passions in life, right? Makes it, makes it pretty easy for us. That being said, the reason why I brought up football in general is because I just love it so much. I, I, I honestly – like it's, it, it just provides one extra thing – that can I, that I can just have like left on in the background, and it just feels like it just feels like it needs to be there in my life, right? If I'm like if Sunday's usually my work day and football's going in the background, I can sit the entire day and work because football's right there for me. All I need is right there. I got my work, I got my TV going, I've got like you know whatever work that I needed to be done, and I'm off, I'm off for the day. I don't need to I don't need anything else at that point. I barely need food on Sundays too. What what work are you doing on Sundays? Uh, like if I need to catch up on work for the weekend, uh, generally, uh, I, at work, I, I may let something slide and then I need to make sure that they're ready for the, for the next week. So I, I, I start, I start doing that work or like gotcha. I was, I was in school, I was in school last year. So I was, I, my study day was all on Sunday. Any, any sort of note taking, any sort of work that was, um, that was all done on Sundays. I never usually do them in the week at all. Any reading. Gotcha. Didn't even do that. Infected with the okay, yeah. Thing. So <laughs> it's in, it's ingrained in my bones. <laughs> uh, yeah, my so my saying, whole thing the, I, that I, I wanted to I, what the, I wanted to get to. Okay, no, I'll, go I'll ahead, go for it, go for it. No, no, go for it, go for it. Ask me the question. This right, is a this is back and forth. The, um, I'm not doing a solo. Did, I don't know if we did we talk about this on the podcast about their their policy on um, if if a team gets. COVID, if someone tests positive, then the whole team is out for that game? Or, or what, what was that? Like, did we talk about that already? It wasn't on the podcast, I believe. I believe we had this conversation in person um, where they no longer are doing any more of those uh, rescheduling. I think with um, the NFL having to, uh, to, to scamper every single time that there was a COVID outbreak and they needed to make sure that COVID guidelines were being followed. Uh, they would usually reschedule till the till the week afterwards on that Tuesday, on that following Tuesday, or a random Tuesday going forward. Which means that people were scheduled up, I think, um, in back to back weeks without any days for recovery and rest, which is incredibly important in football. And uh, it took a toll on the teams. They were not only losing players to covid but then they were also losing players to injuries, having to find replacement coaching uh, to go along with that. Now. Going forward, as part of the COVID policy, they're now going to force teams to forfeit the game 
if they have a COVID outbreak because it's on them to not actually uh, to actually follow the rules, make sure that they're vaccinated. Looky here, looky here, we've got Nadine. Why is the cow bringing people home? My two favorite people. What happened this hour? But <laughs> nothing. Who who else did you meet this hour? Just us. Yep. No. Doesn't mean you're Absolutely. not my two favorite people. This hour. For but it's just for this hour. I mean. And even if that, there's gonna be rankings. How you want to take it? How are you? Take it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you guys can figure out the ranking. Listen, Secretary CEO intern Yusuf understands that he has to be the bad guy, and I if I gotta take the number two spot. I understand. It's just whenever That's you're answering, dear boss, you can't you can't be truly friends with your boss. I understand it. Don't worry, guys. We were we were talking about we were talking about the NFL and how they're handling their COVID outbreaks. They're not requiring people to get vaccinated, but I think they're mm-hmm. forcing people to get vaccinated. If that makes sense. So essentially, last year, whenever there was a COVID outbreak uh, on a team, instead of actually, you know, allowing that team to just let that player sit out, they were rescheduling the entire game, uh, depending on whether or not there were enough high-risk contacts with that player. Uh, So what they are doing this year is if you do have a COVID outbreak, uh, they are going to be, they're going to be uh, forfeiting the game, the team who had the COVID outbreak. Uh, the idea is that they want people to understand that vaccination is important and to follow the um, general COVID guidelines that are recommended by the CDC. That being said, NFL players are outspoken. Cole Beasley of the Buffalo Bills in specific has come out in support of not getting vaccinated because he feels that his, that his, uh, his rights are being violated. Uh, Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings also says... You can rep MSU all you want, but Kirk Cousins is not getting vaccinated. <laughs> and hey, uh, then they Bucks, asked him. I, I also want to apologize to Bucks for having to listen to that twice. Uh, but, uh, you know, Nadim just joined, so we had to go through that again. No, no, don't do that, don't do that on my account. No, 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 it's okay. We're, we're, getting, we're getting everybody caught up. Every one of the Bucks is getting caught up right now. No worries, guys. So we've got a, uh, so we've got a scenario in which uh, Kirk Cousins is saying, hey, I, um, uh, Kirk Cousins is saying, Hey, uh, I essentially, uh, I, I'm not going to get vaccinated and it's a private matter and it's personal, essentially being something he's probably an anti-vaxxer. He probably believes that people are getting sick and, and whatever the case may be. My whole scenario behind this is that you've got coaches like Ron Rivera who are cancer survivors, right? I believe that, um, he's also immunocompromised because of it. And essentially, essentially, Ron Rivera is in a scenario in, in which if he gets exposed to COVID, it could possibly take his life, right? Now, the NFL has not come out and just said, hey, you got to get vaccinated and that's it because we have scenarios like this in which people can actually get hurt. They're actually still leaving that choice up to people. Wanted to get your thoughts on that in a scenario where like people like Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington Redskit, not the, I'm sorry, not the Washington Redskit, the Washington football team. <laughs> Uh, it's still WFT for right now. I believe that they're they've narrowed it down to four per report recently. But that's not the point. Do we have a Ducks in the uh, NFL? I think the, uh, the Washington, Washington Ducks would be good. Yeah, but the thing is that like a duck. Yeah, that's why. It's that's, a, it's that's an my ice- inspiration. Yeah. 
But the thing is, the thing is, a duck in football is basically like if because ducks can't really fly that well. So if you throw a football up that looks like it's really not like going well in like in the air, then they call it a duck because that's how a duck looks when it's when it flies. So it's like an insult to be called the Washington. No, like if like if someone threw up a football that's like really like that's like not gonna make it to the target. It's really, it's really you know. It's kind of like faltering, not a lot of power behind it. They call it a duck. They'd be like, "Oh, look, Peyton Manning threw up ducks in his last season because he had that injury with his with his hand and his shoulder. He had like a nerve injury." So, so like, yeah, so Peyton Manning's throwing up ducks. It, first of all, that never happens. Second of all, um, <laughs> would that still be a would that still be a worse name than the Redskins? Listen, one is racially charged, but they were still like the what the the idea was is that they are warriors. So it's still better right? than the Redskins. It's anything is better than the Redskins. <laughs> anything okay, so is better than the Redskins. They did it for like a hundred years. <laughs> From an intimidation standpoint, nobody's intimidated of ducks. These were the mighty ducks. So if they were the mighty ducks, the Washington Mighty Ducks, that might be that might that might work. Colts? How's the Colts? The least, in, the least intimidating. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the least intimidating names in the NFL right now. If you guys do what I think you're gonna do, if you're setting me up right now, I'm gonna be really mad. I might just leave. Uh, but <laughs> no, no, I'm not setting you up. I'm honestly, I thought that was a real question. Um, Patriots. Uh, <laughs> What's your superpower? I'm super patriotic. <laughs> I'm loyal. <laughs> Um, it's gotta be like I'm, I'm like kind of like going through my mind right now. It's gotta be like a Their superpowers cheating, by the way. A dolphin. <laughs> yeah, dolphin. Yeah, you're right. Dolphins is definitely dolphins. Dolphins least. would be worse than a duck, I think. Actually, no. I'm sorry. No, dolphins kill people. They actually kill people. No, they don't. Yeah, I'm they sure literally duck, okay, do. Dolphins. I'm sure ducks kill people too. Yeah. I would, I would be able to yeet. I will be able to yeet a duck from, from, like, if it bit me, I would grab it by its neck and yeet that, like, across the room. If a dolphin were to grab a hold of me, I'm done. I'm getting dragged underneath water. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to like breathe. It would then tear my flesh apart. Like, there's no, there's no comparison between a duck and a dolphin. I think you're mixing a dolphin with a shark. No, I, I'm telling you, dolphin attacks are a thing. A dolphin... No, I, I know dolphins attack, but, I mean, I'm assuming you've got to be messing with them for you, them to attack you. No, so no, they're extremely again? vicious. So the question I was before, I was asking, uh, in general, it is... Um, he'll, he'll get there. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we got we got sidetracked with the logo conversation. But let's talk about let's talk about the actual question. Um, the NFL not implementing a um, a very aggressive policy on vaccination. Um, them being say them saying that if you're if you don't get vaccinated, you can't play in the league. Um, that is something that that gets that that gets under my skin because the the NFL holds a lot of. They hold a lot of, um, you know, power in general. So, um, if so. if it's about public health and their players and, and coaches are at risk, how do you feel about them not um, making it mandatory? How is that any different than a university telling you you got to be vaccinated before you show up? Exactly. It's not. Because you need vaccination 
uh, uh, vaccination records to even get to school. I don't understand. So, uh, <laughs> I don't have comments on the the vaccination subject, uh, so I'll, I'll pass on this. Yusuf, over to you. <laughs> so my whole my whole idea, my whole my whole idea with this vaccination thing is that in school. If you're, if it's mandatory for you to be vaccinated, these players have been vaccinated because they've gone to school. What difference is it to get the COVID vaccination, especially since it is proven by the numbers statistically that it is preventing people from having an adverse, like a very severe reaction to the COVID um, infection? I think that it's absolutely buffoonery that, 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 that they're allowing this to happen. Yeah, again, I'm not going to comment on this. Nadim, if you have anything you want to comment on, you're more than welcome. Dude, my problem with this is is the is the spread of misinformation. Dude, it's the spread of misinformation from players like Cole Beasley and like and like and then you have players like uh uh, uh Kirk Cousins who are saying, "Oh, I just have a personal reason because they're just anti-vaxxers, right?" And they don't even want to say it publicly because they'll get attacked. And I understand that, you know, nobody should be attacked for their views. Um my whole idea is that like this is so but bad. But views are hurting people. Exactly. Like the NFL should be like, "Hey, sorry if you don't want to if you don't want to play in this league, we'll see you later." Like, you know, we've got so much talent. There's so many people who want to get to the NFL. Just mandate the vaccine and then move forward. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So, why okay, we're all on the same the page here. Okay, so my my whole idea is that they know they know their demographics. They know their demographics. And you 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 dip below like Illinois, you get to like Kentucky area, life's a lot different down there, okay? So they I'm 1000% sure, especially since Forget Texas is a big football Kentucky, state. Man. Dip below Michigan, you got Ohio. Life is a lot different there. <laughs> But Ohio's not having a problem getting vaccinated. I think, like, they're one of the highest states in terms of vaccination. It's The problem is down south where they're like, no, we don't really care about that. So, Jag, like, you know, like the Jags, the uh, everybody in Florida, everybody in Texas, they're having they're having issues with 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 their covid, uh, their covid numbers remaining high. The, they just kind of like, OK, yeah, but we don't we don't want to tell people what to do, even if it's at the risk of hurting other people. So, so they will not protect not their own citizens because of this. They're not mandating because they know that their audience and uh, I guess maybe some of their I wasn't saying it. I'm alluding to it. Uh, okay. Why are you alluding? Why don't you just say? Hey, if we get a few fans in Texas, man, I ain't trying to, I, you know, I, I'm following the NFLs. Around. <laughs> I ain't trying to turn them off. <laughs> no, but I mean, they're more than welcome to come. We get a few bucks them. down there. Yeah, they're more than welcome to comment and share their thoughts and, and how you're wrong. Uh, I, I, I'm open to discussion, but what, what you're alluding to is that some of the owners, I, I, would, I would assume that, like, I, I really don't think that for me, if I'm, if I'm in charge of the NFL, the only voice that really matters is probably the owners. And I would assume some of these owners are also in that boat where uh, they do not want the... Uh, the players to, or they don't want things to be mandated, right? So that's kind of what I believe 
is uh, driving that. Has the NBA mandated it? Uh, the NBA, no, I I don't believe any of the major sports, um, uh, the major sports leagues in America have uh, mandated it. That being said, I believe that so in the NBA, they're vaccinated. Well, because they just started today. The Hall of Fame game is today, so it's a, it's a topic on hand. That being said, though, the NBA is actually, they're actually, I think, 80%, the entire league is 80% vaccinated. They've got a higher vaccination rate than the NFL. What's the NFL's at? Um, let me see. I'm going to look this up. Because I'm... Really? I don't, I don't even believe that. I mean, at least that's the numbers. So the WNBA is 99% vaccinated. No comment. Uh, the MLB is 85% vaccinated. Was that like um, women are smarter than men? You don't want to say anything. No comment. I think I think they're more conscious of of taking care of everybody. So um, kudos well, to the I ladies. You guys are great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, guys don't give a damn about other guys. They'll be like, oh, whatever, that's his problem. And women will be like, nah, we gotta we gotta care about everybody here. <laughs> oh, you look okay. Sixty five percent of NFL yeah, players have received. I want you to pull the thread. I wanted Chima. <laughs> Listen, man. He's got a few other podcasts under his belt. Let's not let's not throw him under the bus. <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, listen all right, to these numbers. Sixty five percent of NFL players have received one shot. Um, three teams have received have reached eighty five percent overall vaccination. I believe those teams are the Washington Redskins, uh, and I believe um, the Detroit Lions. Oh no, the Washington the the Washington football team or the Washington Ducks. We don't know which way they're going. Yeah. Every time you say that, you should give a dollar to charity. I'll give a dollar towards native people. Man, you're so woke. My native causes. I'll give a dollar towards native causes. I don't know if there if there are widespread native um, things that I could donate to, but I'll do that I, if that, if that's something that. <laughs> it's a Venmo. It's not going to be a, a check. Venmo. Oh, sorry, we're not using Venmo. I'm sorry, we're going to beep yeah, that out. You know, Venmo's going to back that out. Be like, oh, we're having some technical difficulties. <laughs> uh, I'm not, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, for every for anything anti-vaccine or for anything pro-vaccination, we're going to have to. We're going to have to actually uh, not allow that to go through. So NBA commissioner Adam Silver said in April, more than 70% of players received at least one shot. No team has revealed their roster to be at least 85% vaccinated. Um, so as soon as they do, the league would loosen their league protocol. So the, the leagues are trying to do stuff that actually shows that they want people vaccinated. They are putting they are putting the pressure on these leagues, and they're saying, "Hey, we'll loosen our COVID protocols so long as you guys get to that point." I don't understand. I, I really don't get it. It's that easy. It's really that easy. All right, next topic. Mm-hmm. You guys are great. So, so, <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I'm just I'm just getting bugged out by your mic mic placement right now. Um, should I, should I, can I do the Bruce Buffer like, ladies and gentlemen, introduce? <laughs> I think you can get sued. What? Oh, we're gonna have to edit this out. All right, I, I'll get it. I'll get it in post. Don't worry, guys. We won't get <laughs> we won't get sued or anything. Get ready for the lawsuit, Chima. 
There's no post. <laughs> Podcast King shuts down as soon as they get on YouTube. We get flagged on all those videos. <laughs> so, fellas, this was a nice run. Yeah, it was fun last <laughs> yeah. All right, so speaking of YouTube. Oh, man. So, oh, you, you have it? I was about to start talking about something. Go, no, my, my, man, my man's got it. No, 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 my man's got a transition. Use it. Right, Use it, Tima. No, he already, like, already said it. So it was, like, at this point, like, the it's transition okay. is gone. So if you have something you want to talk post. about, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. He will, fix it in post. He will not fix it together. <laughs> All right, so what I want to talk about today is a couple things. Hey, can we, can we, Chima, can we pretend to just do the, just, just act, pretend that we went back like two minutes and I want to, I want to know what that transition was. Okay, so speaking of YouTube, so mm-hmm. you guys know that YouTube makes a lot of money through its ad revenue, right? What? YouTube, wow! YouTube made in Q2 of 2021 made seven billion dollars from ads alone. That's a billion dollars more than they made in Q1, and that's only 300 million dollars less than Netflix made last quarter. Wow. Right? That's like and, wow. and Netflix charges how much? Netflix charges like 15 bucks or something. 15 bucks, yeah, a month. And so the other piece that is really interesting here is. Um, how many views do you guys think that YouTube shorts get? You know, like the reels compare? I thought, I thought nobody watches YouTube shorts. Okay, that, I, I watch YouTube shorts. I, I watch YouTube shorts. Okay. I'm about to be proven wrong. Okay, so, Nadim, 15 billion views a day. <laughs> I thought that was YouTube's watch per day, not no, just shorts. They're getting 15 billion shorts. views on shorts a day. Yeah, and so they, the they, thing, the they push pieces. it like crazy. It's in your face. It's in your home yeah, page, yeah. Yep. based off of your recommendations. Like, why wouldn't we watch it? Yeah. Um, the other thing is the other piece. I don't know if you guys heard, but Instagram is going to start paying paying out reels creators. So if you get like three hundred thousand views on your reel, I think they pay something like uh, I don't remember the number, but I think it was like five hundred bucks. You guys see that? So podcast. I did not see that. Yusuf, you need to start making some reels. We need to to start funding this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I've had it about up to here. I'm not doing any any another another one. We've got Instagram, we've got YouTube. That that's it under my responsibility. I'm barely keeping I'm barely keeping up with those two as it is. You wanna add a third? (laughs) If if anyone's listening and knows anything about video editing, anyone uh, buck if you would like to help Yusuf out. We have uh, unpaid internships, uh, unpaid internship opportunities available. So uh, YouTube was just a transition. So what I wanted to talk about really is if you like anyone that's been following YouTube for a while knows about Casey Neistat. Is the name familiar to you guys? Through you. Yep, he's been around for a while. Okay, so so you so you don't know who Casey Neistat is? I mean, I, I like you mentioned him so many times that. Have I? Now I know. Yeah. Who, who is he? I don't think you have. I don't think I've mentioned him on the podcast I, before. No. You haven't mentioned him on the podcast, but you know we know each other outside of the podcast, right? Like, this isn't, our, this, isn't early, this isn't our early forum where we speak to each other. <laughs> okay, so for those that don't know, for, for Bucks, in case you don't know, Casey Neistat was the man that put daily vlogging on the map, right? So there were people that were vlogging before him, and there were people that vlogged after him. But he's the one that really took it to the next level where he is had that that shots. um is that the guy who like um 
Okay, I'm sorry. Never mind. Go ahead. He's always skateboarding everywhere. Yeah, skateboarding. Skateboarding. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yep. That's how I know the guy. Yeah. So, and like, he's kind of like similar to our discussion earlier on the vlogs. Like, he's a master of really just talking to the camera and making you feel like you're a part of his day. And he like, the relationship he has, what's really cool about it is that um, you feel like you know him, even though like, he doesn't know it's not like a reciprocal relationship usually like if you have friends you know like i'll share a story and then yusuf will share a story and we both feel like we know each other a little bit right but at scale what he's doing is millions of people are feeling like they know him and so uh, what's interesting is like you see people that um that like at the meet and greets and stuff they'll just tell him like oh we did this we did that and they're talking to him like they're longtime friends because they feel that way Right, but like Casey's just like, oh, nice, awesome, cool. You know, what I mean, it was like, could have used that time. On to the next one. Yeah, <laughs> could have used that time to like, you know, pick his brain on something or ask like some valuable question. But you're like, for them, it's like you're just so excited to see your friend, kind of thing. So that's it's an aside. Means he's really good at his craft. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Right. So yeah. oh, nice, nice job summarizing what I just said. Um, so he started a company called Beam. There was a little bit. Of, I'm sorry. There was a little bit of. There was a little bit of. Uh, Chima's coming with I hands it, today. I it. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, so, okay. Are you guys familiar with Beam? It, it's because it's because you were late. I'm gonna just say that you showed up <laughs> late, and and Mr. Chima, Mr. Chima didn't take. He was asking for a hall pass. You didn't give him one. <laughs> you didn't know from your a note from your parents. Well, where the hell were you? <laughs> I'll explain after the podcast. <laughs> so, are you guys familiar with Beam? <laughs> Yes. No. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> I've heard Have you heard of it? Okay. So I, li- I let me give you guys some context here. So, Beam was a tech company that Casey Neistat started. So Casey Neistat started this company, and the whole appeal was, you just record your every day. So, it sounded like when I first saw like on his vlog, he's pitching this idea. It just sounded so stupid. I was like, why would you just record random stuff that's happening in your day? But this was before Snapchat had stories, right? And so once Snapchat did it, they like took it to the next level and they, they, beat, they actually beat him to market. Uh, I mean, he had the test product and they were working on it, but they actually beat him to actually market. And then they already have the you know, team and infrastructure to scale that the way you properly do. So then they had to pivot, right? They're like, oh shoot, like we can't actually do this. And so they turned into like a media company. And so they were doing, I think of uh, last week tonight kind of things. Not last week tonight. Uh, what's what's John Oliver's thing? Last week tonight. Oh yeah, last week tonight. So they were doing stuff like that, right? Where they're just recapping things that happened. Uh, and sometimes Casey would be on, but like really, like they were just kind of doing stuff like that, producing media in a Vox style, in a style uh, like Hassan Minaj. Like th- that's kind of what they were doing. So yeah, yeah. At, at one point, and so this guy so what i want to talk about here is that what happened in the story is he ends up selling this company to cnn for 25 million dollars right and so for the first time ever at least i've seen it he kind of pulls the curtain back on a podcast he was on and talks about the whole process and and how he feels about um how that went down and so one of the things i was pretty cool and pretty interesting uh, is he mentioned that like when he was raising money for this company he was going to all these investors and they all believed in him 
and they gave money not because they necessarily believed in the idea or anything like that but they believed casey could do something with it and so they gave him money and he said the best feeling in that like you know two three year journey was that the day they signed the check he could go to his investors everyone that believed in him and tell him hey here are your returns right like you made this much money right and you're, you're cashing out this much now the agreement he had with CNN. So that's on one one piece. That was like the highlight, right? Now the low light was this. The agreement they had with CNN was like, hey, the, this team that we have built of, you know, software developers, uh, people that do content, all this stuff, like this is a talented team, right? And they sacrificed a lot to be here and they wanted to be with me. So you can't just let them go, right? And so CNN absorbs that whole startup that they have called Beam. Okay. Now... What happened after the buyout, like Casey, I, th I think he was still on board for a little bit, but then at some point, like two years down the line, he left the company and um, Beam essentially just becomes part of CNN, just like your, your CNN, right? And so he talks mm -hmm. about the most disappointing thing about that journey was that all these people that made sacrifices and they left uh, their high paying jobs to work at a startup, right? Then they had to go through uh, and essentially just become a part of another big corporation, which is what they were trying to avoid in the first place. And the culture that was kind of, um, that he built was not able to be sustained. And so it was a very nuanced discussion, which I haven't seen. So I wanted to get you guys' take on like, how much of a responsibility does an owner have? So he, like for him, he felt like that was his personal failure and that he wasn't able to kind of give that same return that he had with the investors to all of his employees. He felt like that was a failure point for him and he wishes he could kind of go back and do that again. I wanted to get you guys' opinion on like how much of a responsibility, if I start a company, you know, we started Podcast Kings, let's say this grows and scales, like how much of a responsibility do we have for the rest of our team to make sure that they're taken care of? Um, and they, you know, they do as well not as well as us, of course, if we are the ones that started it, but like that they do well as well. You know what I mean? Like talking about our intern. Yeah, our our unpaid intern that is going to be doing our shorts for us. Or the current intern who is currently underappreciated. Secretary You're CEO. Also the CEO. So. Yeah, but I'm talking about the intern side of the job. Bringing you guys coffee, massaging your feet. I'm gonna file. I'm gonna I'm gonna out the podcast kings. Okay, so, Let everybody so feel, know what it's really like behind the scenes. So you feel like you don't need to be a part of the, the journey at all? You're just going to leave? Is, is that your take on the, the whole scenario? Yeah, I'm going to sue you, and then Sophia. I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting there. Sophia, <laughs> all right, all right, listen to me. Um, going just, just to answer your question, it's, it's literally, I agree with Casey. It is his utmost failure. Like, that is all on him. Hell. Right? That's. Like, like, I, I'm sorry. Like, he sold the no, 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 image. Hold on, that was, hold on. hey guys, let me give you a little bit more context. Let, let me give you a little bit more context. So, this is a company okay. that is. This is bleeding. how wrong you are. That he's like, let me give you more. Context. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> no, I, I no, think, no, no, I no, know, no, no. He, I don't know if I painted. This I think, story. I think he knows where. I, he he knows where I'm coming from. That's why he's trying to he's trying to. Switch I, it I don't up know a that bit. I painted the, the context properly. So, this is a company. When he made that deal, this company is bleeding money, right? And. So one thing, one of the things he mentions is that like every month, the founders, him and his partner would send an update to the investors. 
the updates had gotten so bad that for the last year they'd stopped sending those. They're just like, man, like, we don't want to share anything because, you know, their investors are going to freak out. Like that's how bad the company was doing, right? They're, the product that they had, Snapchat, you know, beat them to market, and now they don't have a product, and now they have all these people. Like Nazim, you could probably speak to this a little bit better than I can, but like people that know how to develop video are some of the most sought after people in in the market, right? Like Facebook, that like they can they can work at any of these large corporations and make bank, right? And so you got to keep these people all on payroll. And so what he did is like, oh, shoot, I have an obligation first and foremost to the investors, right? Like these people put their hard-earned money into an idea that they believed. Uh, they put it into me, right? And so I have to deliver for them. And so he prioritized that. So given that context, would that change your decision or, or what you just said? That's you, Yusuf. I'll give my opinion. <clears throat> Okay, so I understand. I understand where where he's coming from, and that um, he he feels some sort of obviously like literal. Literally, he has the ownership of the company, and and it's on him to take care and keep in mind of the people who work for him, the people who've invested with him, and the product that he's selling, and the users who are consuming it. Right. Um, <clears throat> my whole thing is that. Um, if you abandon the absolute reasoning for like your company, right? Like if it's not working out, then it's not working out and you have to just kind of like pack up and and pack up and and kind of move on with your day. I understand that there are companies who, companies who pivot and they do and like they're doing the, they're doing the best thing for for your business. But from an idealistic standpoint, right? What was that what was that guy who who um who who passed away on the Titanic? He wrote like a note that was like retrieved, and he's just like, uh, "I dressed up <laughs> exactly." You know, the Capit once said, "I dressed up in I I dressed up uh, in my in my nicest clothes so that I could go down with the ship as a gentleman." Right? To me, it just kind of shows that that like nice that at that point needs to go like, "Hey, it's a sinking ship. I'm gonna dress up in my best clothes." And I'm gonna die on this platform because hey, no, no, he made mistakes said, and not. No, no, no. He, hold on, he hold didn't. On. He hold on one second. It's like, hold on one second. Hold on one second. I need to okay. complete. He didn't. I I I went like this, thinking the camera's right here, but it's over here. Hold on one second. Um, <laughs> Your mic's that way too. How are we doing? Okay, so he. Should have done that in the beginning. No, I'm not fueling <laughs> fueling your OCD. So he he. He basically didn't beat Snapchat to market, right? It has to be because, you know, uh, like what I, I don't know exactly what happened, but it has to be he has to be held accountable for that, right? He didn't beat some uh, like another company to market in in a very niche space, right? Like you don't you get rewarded for for actually doing for actually coming through and 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 executing. He didn't do that, and then when he pivoted, he was bleeding through so much money. And then when you don't even send these like reports to like the investors and just say, "Hey, it's not working out." There's these scenarios. Like at that point, like just pack up. Just understand, like, "Hey, this didn't really work out." Let's declare bankruptcy. We can salvage as much as we can to give back to you. You guys can go on and do your things, rather than just selling out on your ideals. Okay, right? hold on. There, there's that's, that's a, there's a couple things. You, I want to make sure I understand right? what, what you just said, and then I'll, I'll kind of 
phrase that back to you and then we'll go over it in, in the DM, okay? So what you're saying is that in, in this scenario, the same scenario, you would rather he goes down with the ship. Is that like, in yeah. a nutshell, that's what you're saying? There's, there's no shame in, in waving the white flag. Okay, so here's my thing. So this is after you know he's already made money? How can you... Yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm confused. Like you, this this is hindsight. We know he made the money. Why would you want him to quit the ship? Yeah. So, but the Wait. other piece is this, right? So, um, you, as an investor, right? Like, if I want to start a company, and on my record now I have one sunken ship versus I have an exit of twenty five million, what looks better? You know what I mean? Like. I think that's a that's a no brainer. We're we're, like, we're, we're, sp we're we're speaking from two different perspectives, right? Like if it's my like I can I can face another investor and just say, "Hey, that was my baby, and I went down with the ship," right? Rather than saying, "Hey, I yeah, sold out on my ideas." Gonna, he's gonna save like, money. Thanks, peace out. Yeah. You know, why don't you stick with your baby? Yeah, like, <laughs> There's no honor in business. I operate on a different level. I don't know what you guys want me to say. <laughs> okay, so so here's here's my take on this thing, right? Unless you guys got more. No, go ahead. No, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, so so here's my take on this thing. The people who he feels he didn't take care of, he doesn't owe them anything. Ooh, right? hot take. They, hot take I, alert. I'm, on the other, I'm completely on the other side of this from Yusuf. Surprise, right? <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but what I mean by that is these people, let's say... Because I'm in this field, right? Like I, I get, I see a lot of startups. I see a lot of, you know, like I do consulting, right? Not just that. Like there's, like I've looked into startups, moving on them. When you're looking for that position, you know what you're getting into because you know most startups get bought out if they're going to be successful, right? There's very few that stick around, like Snapchat and whatever the case is, where they're going to stick around and stay. Even Snapchat had a two point some billion dollar offer from Google. Most people would have taken it. And I'm pretty sure at this point, that guy was, you know, hitting his head. He probably should have taken it, right? Because Snapchat's now slowly dying because, you know, Facebook's got a jet against them and all that good stuff, right? Besides but also that, just because they're bad businessmen, but... Sure, whatever the case may be, right? Bes aside from that, the the fact that they were leaking money or whatever you were saying is they were they were losing money as a company. Why were you losing money? Because you're paying these salaries, Right? It's nights that's money that's being taken and the investors. These people are still getting paid. They're still getting like their two, three hundred thousand dollar salaries. While this guy's the one who's up at night trying to figure out what he needs to do with the company. Hmm. Why does he owe them anything? When I'm sure the, the like, I'm sure the workers to sleep. You think you think you I'm think sure they're, they're helping out. Have... Yeah. So I'm you, sure you they're think, not just taking money. Gonna... <laughs> they're, they're contributing to that scenario. That's how it works. You work for a startup, you get your paycheck. No, right? no. It's you're, nice you're, that's you're... money. It's the investor's money. What did yeah. you owe them after you got your paycheck? Nothing. Hmm. Unless they were working for free and they were like taking percentage of the company and they were actually working for free and they were like, oh, we'll get this one whenever there's a buyout, we'll take it. People don't go to startups just for the money. They go because they believe in the in the actual dream. Whatever he's selling, they believed in that. Whatever Nystat said to them in order to get them on, it wasn't like, oh, the pay is good. It's like, hey, this guy's on to something. When you go to a startup, that's what you get out of it. And if Nystat pivots and sells out of that. You believe in daily vlogging your life that much that you're going to quit your job 
at a at, at a that time, firm, or they just wanted to work for a startup and they think they probably could have gotten a big paycheck coming out if the company would have gone public. Listen, listen, it could be anything. Like everybody's a unique person, but at the end of the day, in that sphere, when people knew that like this was going to be the new medium that people were attending to, and it did become that way, like they weren't wrong. It's just that they got beat by it. They got beat to market by it. Sure, and at that point, exactly. And that was at that point there was so much more that. That was their personal risk, right? Like, if YouTube's coming up and I go to YouTube, right? I don't know if it's going to become YouTube or if it's going to become whatever this uh, this thing was, right? Like, at the end of the day, you don't know, and that's a risk you take personally, but you're still getting a paycheck, right? Tomorrow, yeah, but if th- I start a company and I have people that I'm giving salaries to, that's what I owe them is the salary and that's it. Because tomorrow, if the company makes it, these people are going to be sitting at the top. Yeah, actually, like because they stuck around. In in Nadim's scenario, the I mean, he actually Neistat's actually coming out as like a super good guy because he got them jobs at CNN. In this case, you know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. Beyond his he tenure, did his due diligence. Yeah, beyond his tenure, he made sure that they're still getting that salary. And and which is great. And to be which honest, to be honest, the fact that they're so so like sought after they probably didn't like lose a day of money like even if they probably left cnn they probably gotten a job the next day somewhere else my point i'm not saying doesn't owe them anything that's exactly what i think i i no 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 no. he does owe them something right because it's great that he takes care of them it's great that he did all of that but i if i joined a company like this is not me working for a global company right if i went to a startup and I think many of the people in our space feel this way. When they go to a startup, there's a scenario in which they're buying into that, that message. They're buying into the, the, the entirety of whatever the, the ownership, the investors they're selling to you. Like, hey, this is going to be something special. This is the reason why. This is our plan. Let, let's execute. That's why, like, even in, like, big corporations and global meetings, hey, we've got the town hall meeting. Hey, we're going to be updating on and this. That's updating on this. Job to, and that's your job? to to take that risk or not right okay so let's let's look at it from the other side right put yourself no, in I, i'm not shoes. saying that hold if, on hold that on, they, on. They, that they tomorrow shouldn't... if we get an intern right and let's say what? we get successful if? enough where we can pay this dude yeah if we can pay this dude right and then you know we sell the company right let's say we sell it for a profit let's say the exact same scenario we sell podcast king for 25 million dollars Right, and this guy would like, hey, for less than thirty, to be honest. But continue. That's listen, fine. this if, is a hypothetical. We, this is a hypothetical. Listen, if we get, follow hey, me, if we right? if we get a little bit more than ten G's, I'm out. I'm just saying that. I'll take my buy out. <laughs> I'll buy you out. Yeah, seriously, right now, I'm, I'm, bro. Like, let's do it. I'm done. Take, buy me out. All right, all right, for sure. All right, listen, listen. So, so let's say, let's say right now that twenty five million dollars, same scenario. Right. And then you had these three interns that were helping you do video. Right. And you were giving them salaries. And let's say you were giving them like 100K salaries or not even the one. Well, probably Casey Knights I was paying. Let's say you were giving them 100K a year. Right. So 300K is going out of your pocket every year for these three people. You sell the company for 25 million. We get we split the money between us. And now these people who were getting salaries are like, what about us? Do you give them part like they weren't there from the beginning? I, uh, yeah, it wasn't their idea. 
This was literally a job that they probably found on LinkedIn and they found and started working for you. Mm -hmm. What do you owe them? I, I think unless it's in the contract when you start, like, I mean, for yes. example, like I work at Amazon, we have it there, right? It's, it's part of our compensation. Um, unless it's there from the beginning, I don't think, yeah, I think I'm with you, right? Like if the only compensation you've agreed at in the contract is the salary, then that's what you've agreed at, right? And you don't owe them yeah. anything else. But should you give and them if something? You were, if you had the hindsight, no, no, no. If you had the hindsight that you were like, hey, I don't want the full salary. Don't give me the salary. Even if, like, if at this point, if I was going to a startup, I wouldn't take the full salary, right? And this is, I don't know, advice to whoever who's actually looking at startup positions. Be like, hey, listen, half my salary, give me the other half in company stock or whatever the case is, right? You're going to make so much more money that way if the company is successful, then that person owes you something. <laughs> But if you're Listen. saying 100% of my salary is coming from <laughs> your pocket, that's what I owe you, and that's kind of the end of it. Contractually speaking, you're correct, right? From the business standpoint, I get what you're saying. But when you're when you're a leader, okay, when you when you want to galvanize a, unit, a team, yeah. As let a me leader, tell you, he made sure you don't, that as they a kept leader, their jobs you don't, when he left. Right, right, right. right. What that's, more that's do you great. want? That's great. That's great. But as a leader, you don't say like if I, like if I'm going to war, I'm like, hey guys, we're fighting for freedom. Everybody, let's come. And then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, we're gonna save lives if you just agree to this treaty. Uh, we're not gonna give you your freedom. Essentially, just sign this treaty and everybody can live. Like, of course, like yeah, like that was a good thing to do. How but the better thing that? to do. But I'm just, How I'm just saying, in the like, world, <laughs> dude, what? <laughs> What in the hell are you talking about right now? <laughs> Listen, hold on. I'm, super, I'm close to the same comparison. What is happening? Are, are you, you saying going to war is better than saving lives and like solving the issue of the treaty? Like, I, I, no, I'm no, so confused right now. At, and would you rather go to war? And would you rather people die? Like, I'm I don't, saying, if you're, where do you stand even in that scenario? Like, one, I'm having, I'm having some mic issues. Hold on, it's like it. Listen, listen, if you're, if you're already, if you're already in war is what I'm saying, right? And you're offered a treaty, it'll save lives, but you don't get what you want, right? You're fighting for freedom, right? And people say, we'll give you, we'll save your life, but we're not going to give you your freedom, right? That's the treaty, right? That's essentially what I'm saying. They're you're going to go, contract. what are you going to do? Yo, they're not under contract. They can leave whenever they want. No, people who desert wars, they get killed for treason. And <laughs> they're not going to get killed in the real world. They have market value that exceeds what, what they're getting. What in the world is this dude I understand. About? I made I made a Did metaphor. First of all, this is the it? real world. Listen, I made a metaphor, okay? If it doesn't resonate, it doesn't resonate. It's fine. It happens. Not everybody bats right. a thousand. Nadim, let's, go, let's get on to your topic. What, what did you have in mind today? Oh, man. I feel like I need to clear my head after that. <laughs> Oh man. Can we have a moment of silence for that argument? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Alright. Can I, I just say <laughs> I can I just say that it makes sense if you if you're a warrior. <laughs> I'm sure it does. If that's the case, I don't want to be a warrior. I'm good. <laughs> Nobody wants to be a warrior. There's no there's no way you could convince me to go to war. Yeah. I am I put, throw me in jail. I would desert the army in an instant. What were we seeing last week? Use effects? <laughs> yeah. 
I am not you, drunk. Yusuf, Get so, out of I here. think we need a use of facts and a use of analogies. <laughs> like we need to. Yeah. Use of metaphors. Use of metaphors. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Can we have a sound every time he does that? Like a. Oh man, that's a good idea. That'll have to be Use in post, facts. and you know damn well I'm not doing anything there. Okay, no, but for real, for real, for real, though, for real, though, for real, though, for real, though, listen to me. For real, though, we're done. The, we're, we're the done metaphor. <laughs> no, 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 hold on a second. No, because you're gonna, because you're calling it use of facts, and let me just say it's a metaphor. Right, All right use of, like use of metaphors. Like, like a leader, a leader is galvanizing the entire team, right? And you send a message, and you're saying this is what it is. If you back out on that message, this is the point. What's this the is the point. If you, uh, getting them to come together. Okay, and he's not getting them to come together. They showed up to get a paycheck. Can I? Can I? Can I just? Can I just? Can Bro. I just finish it? Okay. okay so sorry. you you're not successful unless you have a common goal and you're trying to reach it. And when you set at a startup, when you when you get people to come to your to your startup, you're selling them this dream. This is the goal. This is what we're trying to accomplish. And if you just pivot out of it, it's kind of like, wow, our leader sucks. No. Like, what guy is gonna want to be like? Let's go work for Casey Neistat, who sold off his dream to a corporation and wasn't able to follow through on it. Or that's the guy who made sure that's that a mic drop. That, that's a that's a mic yeah. drop. Yeah, yeah. Or the guy who made relax. sure that their investors <laughs> got money and everybody had their jobs afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one hundred percent. I get where that's from. I get where you're coming from, and I get why that's a. I get where you're coming from. I get why that's a big thing. Um, why, why, Dude, why? Like these guys. Right now? I'm not having a good mic day. Just you've got me self conscious. Just, just take a second. Fix your mic. Stop talking for like, you know, five seconds. Contractually like, speaking, he he fulfilled his obligations. He's not, he's not moving his mic. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me? Can you yeah, hear me? It literally feels like you just left it in a random place. <laughs> like, all right, this is good. It's, it's fine. I, I think let's not even let's get on to your topic. Yeah, just, just. I yeah, liked yeah, it at this point. So, so, um, I wanted to talk about again. There was a transition for Google. I also had, but I guess we can't use that now. So, um, after YouTube, <laughs> use whatever you want. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Um, so. So Google is, I don't know if you guys heard, is coming out with their own chip for the Pixel. Oh, wow. So, so like how Apple is doing their, uh, no, 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 no. This is the, the, you know, the A1 chip, mm -hmm. A14, A15, that's in the iPhone, iPhone and iPad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're coming out with their own Tensor chip. And this Pixel is going to be the first phone that's coming out that's going to have their own custom chip in there. Mm -hmm. Right. So now they will own the whole process. By the way, Qualcomm took a huge hit when they announced this Tensor thing because, you know, now they know Google's out of the market for it, too. Mm. Who's going to buy Qualcomm? Because Samsung has their own chip. Huawei has their own chip. Apple has their own chip. Qualcomm needs to start making a phone or something. Mm. But pretty soon, nobody's going to use their chip outside of like these third party phones. But that's a different story. Even so, game consoles, don't they still use Qualcomm or no? No. Game consoles using Nvidia. AMD. AMD, sorry. No. No, but that's their that's their graphics chip, so right? Like for no, for no, Qualcomm for they're, they're their main processors aren't are not Qualcomm. I don't believe so. I mean correct okay. I mean if someone knows and I'm wrong, put it in the comments. 
But hey, by the way, speaking of comments, I think we had some good discussion on the uh, the Lewis Hamilton Max Verstappen uh, video that we had. So thank you guys for commenting there. Did we really commenting there, Chima? No, I Chima's burners to a comment. So there, I think there are two comments there, and then um, some other people like mentioned their takes after my comment, but I was like, put it on there. But like they're they're like, no, I just told you. I was like, all right, whatever. All right, for sure, for sure. Okay, so so they're coming out with this chip, and the big deal on this chip is that if I tell you what phone takes the best pictures, even being an iPhone person, or I'm not an iPhone person, but like even someone who has iPhone, Google still took better pictures on their two-year-old phones than iPhones still do today. Again, in my opinion, right? And I'm all about Apple. I'm recording this on a MacBook, all that good stuff, right? So the big thing that's happening now is that Qualcomm was only able to process so much when they were using their 13 megapixel camera or whatever the case was. And everybody was wondering why doesn't the Pixel phone use a better camera? Because based off of their 13 megapixel camera, or again, whatever the megapixel was on their original camera, why don't they just up their camera and more pixels and the picture is going to be that much better. And that the reason was that the Qualcomm processor could only process that image if it was on on that. Like if, if it went anything above 13 pixels, it it wouldn't process it, process it the same way. Right? Now that they're controlling their own um, SOC, and now they're creating their own SOC, and their chip, this Tensor chip, they're reporting supposedly moving to a 50 megapixel camera right and they will have the power to process that image off of their own custom chip right that's about to be a game changer not just for image processing or video processing just their whole phone the thing that i've been like this whole android and apple one of the biggest thing was apple could never do proper ram management right that apple uh sorry not apple google google could never do proper ram management right that's why iphone with four gigs is faster than these phones that are coming out with 12 gigs androids right because it's going to last longer it's going to be the iphone's going to work better all that now that google owns the soc they will start getting those phones where they're going to last longer and there, I think their plan is to support them for five years now, and you'll get updates and all, and everything on that, just because now they own their own chip. So they own the whole process, start to finish, and it's gonna be a completely different phone. This Pixel is gonna be the biggest deal for a long time coming. And again, I feel like this Pixel is gonna translate into possibly their uh, uh, their iPad, whatever the tablets are. Right? And they're going to eventually make a chip. And then Chromebooks, I'm assuming, are also about to go on their Tensor, which is going to be whatever they call it, but they're going to start making their own chips. So you think right? this is going to be better than the iPhone in terms of camera quality? No. no, in terms of camera quality, yes, I believe so. Okay. But, but overall, in, in terms of overall phone, I think they still have some catch-up to do. But now it's a real competitor based off of what it used to be. Because I never saw Google as, like, even the Pixel phone, and I've owned every single one of them, 
I never thought that you can't take that phone past a year, year and a half, and it still functioned the same way that when you bought it. But an iPhone, even after two years, it, it will function the same way. iPhone 8, baby. I got two right here. All right. What's that, Galaxy? <laughs> I got an iPhone 8 right here, too. 8 Plus. Yusuf, what are your thoughts? Here's my thing, right? Well, you know, like, here's weird tech, guys. A BlackBerry? I, I'm in the... Hey, oh. When, is that, uh, when does that thing come out that you were talking about, the new one? Still waiting. Still waiting. Still waiting. I'll be in line, you know that. <laughs> Virtually. That's true. Sorry, Yusuf, go ahead. <clears throat> So my my whole scenario with um, I mean with these chips, there, there's always going to be like you know that new chip that comes out. It's getting it's getting to a scenario in which um, on the block. I have to I I literally have to wait and see. I have to wait and see how technology grows because I think all these chips are capable of doing everything necessary to begin with, right? At, at this point, like I'm in a I'm in a scenario in which people are saying, hey. Um, Make sure that I'm in a scenario where people are like, "Hey, like this phone, this this chip is gonna put it over the uh, over the edge. This chip is gonna do it. This chip is what's gonna." And I'm sitting here like, I don't know, man. They they kind of all function the same. Like Androids all function like all Androids. A- Apple is Apple. They have been the same way, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna know. sit out on making I'm gonna sit out on making this this judgment up until technology starts to increase in this phone, which would demand for these chips to perform at a high enough level. You said they don't know. They don't, though. Pixel has never come out with a... Has, or at least a long time ago, stopped making flagship phones. Right? Right. Every single Mm -hmm. one of their previous phones had, like, a Snapdragon 735 or whatever. Like, it was always a two-year-old processor. Yeah, yeah. They're always behind in their internal hardware. This year, year they're coming out with the Pro, and they have flagship specs. They have a 120-hertz screen... They have, like, they're putting everything, right? And now they control all of it. Again, the first Pixel, as always, any first product is going to have issues and all that type of stuff, right? And there's going to be some, because they got to figure this out, right? First product, and, you know, nobody's good at learning faster than Google. Interesting. That's just, that's just their game, right? They put the product out, and now you have your public betas, which is something that um, I actually don't know if Google started doing first or Apple started doing first, but they put out these public betas. So it's not just for developers. And when you sign up for these public betas, you automatically are sending information because you have accepted all those things, right? And now that is, there is the biggest amount, um, the biggest user base for public betas there's ever been, right? So the second you're doing these public betas and Apple, and Apple in general, okay. right? People are like, hey, I just want the new features now. I can just get a public beta and I'll get all of them now, right? You can literally, if you have an Android, Yusuf, you can just go get a public beta and you'll get the new OS, new things, new, all of that. Actually, no, not you because you don't have a Pixel phone. You have a Samsung, right? Yeah. So you're probably going to have to wait two years. But if you're on a Pixel phone, you'll get those instantly now, which is all the more reason for you to be on a Pixel. Right. Are you sold, Yusuf? 
Yeah, I guess. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not entirely sold. Like, I feel like that, uh, that everything he's All saying right. Right, is he's true to a certain extent. Day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. So, no, I was kidding. No, but legit though, like I, again, I, I am so against, and I've had enough of Samsung phones too, where I just hate Samsung's bloatware, but what? I understand what they're doing. Samsung's what? Bloatware. What is that? Bloatware. That's all the, all the apps that they have duplicates of and make their own versions of. Like, like Google already makes Google Photos, but they will have Samsung Photos. Hmm. And they will have Samsung Phone and Samsung Marketplace for just themes and oh, so, whatever. So like Google Photos, for example, does that come standard with uh, every Android phone? Yeah. Oh, and the, yeah. Mine, I mean, mine now, now you can now now you can delete them. Right now you can delete these apps. But again, Android, nothing is ever going to work than the app that's natively made for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Google Photos is natively made for Android. And tomorrow, if you're using the Google Assistant, it's going to have a lot easier time going into Google Photos than Samsung Photos. That's why now Samsung wants you to use Bigsby. Bigsby. That's yeah, their digital assistant? Come on, yeah, man. Bigsby. Yeah. yeah. So how do you feel so, about that name? So, like, that's such a hard name. To, they'll like, probably... Okay, Bigsby. They'll, they'll like, probably re... Like, they'll probably rebrand again. It rolls off the tongue. Okay, Google, that rolls off the tongue. Alexa is pretty simple. But, like, Bigsby is, like... There's two heavy, so, constant... So, yeah. Like so let me tell you what Google, Samsung's doing. So I feel like Samsung's game is eventually they're going to try to get off of Android. And create their own or go to Apple? And create their own, yeah. And create no, their own. No, I think they're going to create their own. Right. Just, just because that's why now they have all these duplicates of apps where they have their own chip, they have their own phone, they have their own apps, duplicate apps for everything. If they literally take the only thing now that has created these monopolies is this marketplace, yeah. this app store, right? That's where, but if Android is so-called open source, and if you let another OS download those, then that's it, right? You already have your native apps. You already have your ecosystem. You already have people who swear by Samsung and want want Samsung. Like I know people who are like, I will only buy a Samsung phone just because I like their everything I hate about Samsung. They love it. <laughs> like Yusuf, right? So, <clears throat> sure. I don't know if Yusuf uses all the Samsung apps. No, I don't. But... I don't use. I don't. I don't use like ninety percent of them actually. Yeah. I, there's okay. always like yeah. another, but that, but that's the idea. I have the I have the freedom to choose if I want to though. On Apple, you've got those apps and that's it. You have no other choice. You can still use Google no, Photos I use, on Apple. I use Google Photos on Apple. I do as well. N- not, I meant like in like the the, essentially like if there's if there's an app that's that's been put out there on the actual phone, you, you have it. to be forced to. I know, but like in Apple, there aren't See, many you options, don't even right? You basically know what have, Apple's all about. Listen, I've had an iPhone before. I you currently said, have a MacBook. You said, have you heard the saying? Uh, it starts with when you assume. You heard that? Uh, no. Can you complete that for me? <laughs> no. If you haven't heard it, we can talk offline. But like, this is a. So look, when, when when I criticize, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when I criticize Google, it's because I've owned just about every Google phone that comes out, right? And that's where my criticism is coming from. And again, when I criticize Apple, it's because I've criticized. I have used every Apple product there is too. I go through phones and I go through laptops and all these things because I'm into technology and, I, and that's my space, right? That's where I work and all that. So 
so you know that's just <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah so i pretty much this this to me is i believe the biggest technology shift for google that's going to be in a long time right and just like they already had other chips in their phones before like their um i think it's the titan chip that's their security chip or whatever the case is but now this chip will have two main features one of them is going to be the whole image processing the other one is going to be it's going to be a beast at voice recognition and voice uh dictation so you telling google stuff is going to happen on your phone in real time instantly versus it's sending it to google or you know amazon sending it to alexa sending it to amazon servers gets translated sends back down that whole seconds or whatever the case is now instantly happens on your phone because the chip is strong enough and it's fast enough uh i'd like to see that yeah i'd like to see it in action i'll believe it when, i'm with yusuf on this one i'll believe it when i see it i mean but <laughs> but that's the iphone's already doing it the reason they're doing it is because now they're playing catch-up right so iphone had their but like, I mean, a 14 chip or whatever, and they put the neural engine in it. That's what that is. No, but like, what do you, I don't think that it's that quick or like, I, I've never noticed. Oh, like, oh, this is so quick. <laughs> so, you know, when it goes, there's that and then it goes the little spitting thing yeah. and then yeah. it's like, no, no, you're hey, talking about this yeah. is what this, but now it's going to be on your phone. It's going to be instant and it's going to know what to do, what to say, what to uh, like, what action to take instantly. Because it's happening on your phone in real time, right there. All right, let's. Uh, we can test. We should test it out on the podcast when it comes out. All right. Yeah. Anything else? I'll get it. How many? Ask however many years from now? It's coming out please, this year in a few months. Please, I, I would love a BlackBerry with with its own like you know Android esque software. But no, like no, their own spin on it. going to be on the BlackBerry. This is going to be on the Pixel, which is coming out in a few months. Were you listening? To yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, 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 no. I understand he, what he was he saying. Wasn't. I would just say, I said, I would love to still, see it is what I said. thinking about his war metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, went over your head, but I'm from the warrior class of people. <laughs> you literally said that I would not go yeah. to war. But, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Not, that that was not, a use of fact about that was a use of fact about a use of metaphors. Use of contradictions is a thing too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, listen. Instead of you know, I need Saeed back. I I, I miss Saeed so much. I'm just getting. Can we just call him Ufacts? Dropped on. Ufacts. Ufacts. Yo facts. Yo facts. Yo facts. Yo fours. Yeah, there's only there's only an O there. All right. I'm fine with either. Yo facts. We need shirts now. Yo, facts. Can we make shirts kind of like how Chima's, Chima's got some for his for his stuff on the side? If we can get one, I, I'll do a Yo, facts shirt. I'll sponsor it. If, so I think let's do this. If we can get 10 people to, you know, buy them, then let's, I'm down to make them. Oh, we'll, we'll do pre-orders? Yeah. I mean, you can just – we don't have to do formal pre-orders if you can get 10 Use verbal commitments. Then, 10 orders? Yeah. We need 10 orders. All right. All right. Let's do it. All right. You said all right. All right. So, shirts. guys, guys, let, yeah. let me get happy. It's going to be me. It's just going to under under my fake names. Bro, you don't have to give us fake names. It's coming for your 
from your account. You can just be no, no, no. You won't, you won't. You won't see all that. I'll just fill out forms, though. I'll have one. Charles Edward Cheese. All right. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. No, that was a, that's a good alias. <laughs> all right. So so. Um. <laughs> Dude, let's talk about it. Remember, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about that. Remember our little challenge thing. We we talked about rules. Let's go over them. We got to get the Bucks on the team. I mean, on on the on the absolute like you know, what are the rules? What are they going to be doing? What do they need to do? Nadim, drop drop some knowledge on these fools. All right, all right. Let me let me pull this up real quick because it's written down. Because because I I want to be very like I don't want to repeat it a bunch of times with different information. I want to be very you know straight about this so so there's no confusion. All right, so all right. So first rule is you got to wake up at five o'clock, five a.m. Right? Not five o one. Not four fifty nine. Five a.m. Okay, so, so it can be between five to five ten. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. Yeah, we're not we're not sticklers on that. As long as yeah. you're up early, so, I think. Wait, wait. Well, yeah, but you got okay, no, no, so, no. It's gotta be you know, five o'clock. All right, set your alarm for five o'clock or four fifty, whatever the case may be. Be up by five. All right. Okay. Rule number two: you gotta get a thir- minimum thirty-minute workout in before eight o'clock. A.M. A.M. Before eight a.m. Okay. And then the next rule is so I, I guess this is a clarification. Are are we saying five workouts a week? Yeah, we said five workouts a week. Five workouts a week. You can skip two days, do something nice for somebody. I don't know. Wake up and make breakfast for family. Whatever the case may be. To clarify, do you still have to do. be up at five for all seven days. Still got to be up at five. Yes. Weekends are about to be tough, but we'll make it happen. Okay. Um, then you are also able to buy a pair of shoes. And this is what's going to come afterwards, right? So let's say you need some nice kicks to get you, get you up in the morning, get you for, ready for your workouts. I'm like that because sometimes I, if I buy a nice pair of shoes, I'm like, hey, I got to put use on them. And I'll go running for every now and then. I don't run. I'm just kidding. But... <laughs> point is buy a nice pair of shoes and then if you make it to 30 days save your receipt send it to us and we'll pay for them and we'll we'll reimburse you for the shoes hey how are we tracking uh that they are waking up up every day at 5 a.m hold on this is very important up to 150 bucks all right buy yourself anything under 150 dollars this is very important well hold on a second we said that we said no no, we said that dollar stock x yeezys no, fair enough. Right. Fair enough. Wait, wait. Didn't yeah. we say that we we would we would pay up to one hundred fifty dollars towards any shoe they want? You can buy whatever shoe you want. We're only paying one hundred fifty bucks yeah. towards it. True. Right. So if you make the thirty days, you get your get your one hundred fifty bucks towards your shoes. All right. Sorry, Chima. What were you saying now? I was saying, how are we validating that they are waking up? They woke up to the thirty days. Yeah. So here's what you have to do. You have to subscribe to the Instagram, subscribe to the YouTube, and likes. 
And once a week, you need to, when you're waking up at 5 a.m., you need to tag the Podcast Kings Instagram. And you need to just message us privately saying you're up. All right. DM us on Instagram at 5 a.m. Hey, I'm up. 5 to 5.15. We'll give you a window. Yeah. Give us a message. Just say hey. Hey, okay. Um, once a week? I think let's just have them do it every day. Like, No, no, no. They're messaging. They're going to DM every day. But once a week, they need to put it on their story of them waking up. Of or them waking out up. And tagging. And tagging. tagging, and tagging podcast podcasting. Okay. Yes, yes. On their story. Yeah, make sure you're not tagging us right. individually. Uh, just yes. tag Podcast King. Please, the Podcast King account. Yes. I, I don't not that I'm not into your workout. You out not that I don't care. I, I'm very... I'm not. <laughs> not, not I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so again, wake up at 5 o'clock. Message us on our Podcast King's account. DM us directly. Work out before 8 a.m. Five days. Not all seven days. Right, and don't, don't they have to do Strava app week? or something, something like that. Strava. So there's a Strava app. So if you can do that, that's, you know, um, that's even better. Some people don't have apps. Um, some people don't. I mean, have fitness bands that they can track their stuff on. So we'll take your word for it. It's an honest, you know, like honor system. If you're, you know, lying to us for thirty days just to get shoes, that's a different story, right? We'll, we'll have that conversation. I'll catch you, though. I know where you guys live. Everybody, every one of you yeah. guys, I'll figure you out. Don't worry. I'll get we'll you guys. Nadim's a nice guy. CEO, we'll secretary, CEO intern, and badass. And mercenary. <laughs> and bounty Warrior. Warrior who will probably desert. <laughs> Yo, facts. Yo, facts. All right. Okay. So, um, we will post these on Instagram uh, sometime tomorrow, I believe. Um, whenever we get that graphic made. Whenever we get, get that graphic made. Yeah, but important thing is, buy yourself some shoes, save the receipt, make it to 30 days. All right. Also, if you want to come on the podcast and tell us how your experience was, you are welcome. Hit one of us up. Or just DM the Podcast Hangs account. Or DM the podcast kings account. All right, did I miss anything? No, I would just say, Bucks, nope. just go go ahead and rewind that, listen to it again. If you have any questions, yeah. just DM us. Can I can I summar can I summarize that real quick? He literally summarized. Also, it twice, we we, we had a whole thing. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, I did it twice, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. At this point, like, anyone <laughs> no, no, that's no, listening will stop already. listening. I, like, I guarantee it. Like, who, who would listen to the third summary? All right, all right, guys. Guys, guys, you can do no, whatever no, the heck ahead. you want to. It's all good here. You you can number one. just 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 I'm going over it one more time, right? We said that what well, we're gonna, gonna do miss something in a summary, but go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't remember what where okay. I sent the See, uh, I sent the notes in. All right, all Why right. Just, just summarize when it's not even there. Yusuf, let's, let's well, just to make let's, sure we're not missing anything. We'll put it in the description, okay? We don't need to summarize it again. I, like, boom. <laughs> There if it is. If you have any questions, we'll put it in the description. Check the description, and then use, we'll also make a post about it on Instagram. Um, and if a post doesn't come out, that's on Nadim. You guys can uh, go ahead and personally message Nadim. Yeah. Why was there no Instagram post about the challenge? So, 
And in the, one more thing, in the description will also be an Excel sheet where you need to put your name. And that's how you will be signing up. Sweet. Uh, anything else today? Yeah. I think that's it. I just want to say, if anyone is still listening to this podcast at this point in the podcast, Bucks. I think we are an hour and Bucks. 33 minutes in. Um, really. Uh, I'm sorry, you had to listen to Chima and Yusuf for the first yeah, I apologize for that. We had great conversation. We have great. We had great conversation. I, I think I would listen to it. I'm gonna go no, back. No, and you're not. To let's guys. let's be honest. And I'll yeah. stop when I come in. No, okay. I legit listened to um, the YouTube videos that that were put out that by you that, that that by whom that, by, by Chima because you forgot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually took. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, that is that, that's facts. That's facts. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, no no no. All right, in hindsight, we need to give credit where it was. The Yusuf did do it in time. He just did not hit the public button. No no so, so here's no no hold on hold on hold on. No that's that's an important point. No hold on hold on. We have to stay there. We have to stay there for a second. Okay. I'm like, I think Nadim, you've worked as you work as a manager right now. Yusuf, I'm pretty sure, uh, I don't know if you have any direct reports, but like, I think we've all had direct reports at some point in, in time, right? And so yep. if you give your direct report a task, the task is not done until they let you know, no, until you send the email saying, hey, this is done. You know what I mean? Like that's standard operating procedure anywhere, right? Like the task, you can do all the work you want until you inform your boss that, hey, this is done, is technically not done or whatever mechanism you have in place with your boss to let them know, hey, I took care of that. It's not done, technically, right? Can I say something? As hold the on, CEO, on, finish, secretary, editor, intern, I am my own boss. Mic drop. <laughs> okay, so. Bro, it doesn't drop. drop it's that okay. It's wait, wait, okay, so you said, if, if you are your own boss, okay, let's let's play that, that game here, right? How in the no, world, no. How, how in the world did you not know that you know, hey, I have to also publish this, right? Like, well, if you are your own boss, you I need intentionally to didn't publish it. Okay, you need to give yourself some kind of uh, put yourself on a plan um, and and performance improvement. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyway, put myself through training. Sorry, guys, the boss said it. I I'm 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 gone the entire day. Next Thursday, I've got training. I won't be able to join the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So so back to the point. I actually did go and listen to those videos, and. I actually listened to all of them, and they were quite entertaining. And I actually made it through all of them because I didn't think I would be able to listen to us. But we, did, I did, and it was like I can't—not us. I can't listen to myself. That's a that's a just a personal thing. I don't know, whatever it is. So I actually still made it through all of them, and that's how I know that Yusuf needs to fix his mic because his audio is always low. Yeah, I lower the gain. <laughs> No, bro. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, but but I, you speak away from your mic. So, and and that's what I was like. Okay, he needs to just look. Th this is right. all three th of us. This is a subconscious thing that's come from like work. People would be like, "Hey, Yusuf, can you turn your mic down?" So I just kind of like. <laughs> so all three of us have the same mic setup, like exact same setup. But yeah, Yusuf's. This audio isn't the trash Yusuf segment. His through the charts. This isn't the trash Yusuf segment. How you can have the same exact setup, and we've walked you through how to use it multiple times. Yet we every every I'm time. I'm not doing any different. I'm not doing anything different. All right. Any, anyway, I just want like how we got here is I wanted to thank Bucks for listening. 
Um, I know the podcast, a lot of times we kind of go all over the place. So really appreciate you sticking out till the end. If you are listening, uh, please go ahead and it would really help us if you rate in Apple Podcasts uh, and you also leave a review. If you are watching on YouTube, if you could hit the like button, uh, and if you have any thoughts, comment below. Uh, anything that you want to share with us, any feedback, comment section on YouTube is the best place to do it. Uh, and if you enjoyed this and you think anyone else would also benefit or would also enjoy something like this, a discussion like this, uh, share it with them. And if you'd like to be on, uh, again, message Podcast Kings Instagram, and we would love to have guests on. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.